season's beatings, everyone. Today I'm talking about Violent Night. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about Violent Night, which is uh, the latest movie from uh, the folks behind the John Wick movies and Nobody and a lot of other, um, you know, great R-rated action movies. And yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this one. Uh, It's exactly as advertised in the best possible way. So without further ado, let's get started. Violent Night feels like an idea that's been pitched about 17 times to a studio, but never got picked up. Take one of the most successful Christmas movies of all time, Home Alone, and instead of a little kid saving the day, we've got a royally pissed off Santa Claus beating down baddies with a sledgehammer. Hell, Home Alone is essentially an R-rated action movie turned into family fare. See Die Hard. So why wouldn't this work? Well, who do you cast as Santa? Hmm, that's where things get tricky. Most of the R-rated Christmas fare goes for horror because Santa's natural omnipotence and anonymity is what makes him scary. So even if it's just a dude in a Santa suit, the notion that a figure of joy is killing people instead of spreading cheer is a darkly funny subversion. But taking the actual being and making him a ruthless killing machine? Harder sell. That is unless you find the right angle and perfect casting, which in my opinion, Violent Night did. David Harbour stars as a not-so-jolly Saint Nick, who is spending his evening trudging through his gift-giving and getting Olympic-level hammered. And with good reason. Christmas cheer is hard to find. Kids only seem to want video games and gift cards, and believers are few and far between. But Santa's latest stop may change that, because a band of violent criminals are holding a wealthy family hostage and accidentally stumble into Santa. So Violent Night is exactly what I wanted it to be, a bloody action romp with an alcoholic Santa unleashing his inner badass for those trying to kill the Christmas spirit, and also a family. Is it for everyone? Nope. But there's a lot of reasons it works as well as it does, starting with its star, David Harbour. A movie like this can live and die on the Santa casting. If you pick someone who's played a ton of badasses, the whole sloppy drunk act isn't going to go so far. How half the old school action heroes lean so heavily into their previous roles and knowledge of said roles, they're basically making unofficial sequels, see Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But Sheriff Hopper from Stranger Things? Yeah, that's the perfect guy. Not only because physically he's big and imposing in spurts, but not jacked, but also because he can sell that sad sack energy that Santa begins the movie with, and can revel in some of the more over-the-top kills without feeling out of place. In particular, the movie's more emotional moments are all over a walkie-talkie with a little girl who's among the hostages. So the drunk dad who's trying to make it sound like everything is okay vibe and is what the part needs and something Harbour excels at. Even the little bits like him cussing out the reindeer and then saying, I can't stay mad at you guys with equal enthusiasm hits because Harbour is just that good at this. I also enjoy the take on Santa. This take on Santa works for two angles. First off, making Santa a jaded drunk who's had it with the holiday who has to get his Christmas spirit back by kicking ass is the best angle I can think of for this, especially if Santa is played like a regular guy. Without spoiling too much, the movie's take is that Santa is basically an accident. He doesn't know how it happened, how it works, but it does, and he does his job every year. 
And most importantly, he tries to avoid interfering with people's affairs and has limits to what kind of gifts he can or can't give. So Santa's bag? Magical. What comes out of Santa's bag? Well, it's limited to physical objects that a good little kid asked for for Christmas. How does he go up and down the chimney? Magic again, but he can only do it with chimneys. There's just enough actual magic to feel like it's really Santa and to provide some fun fight setups and finishes, but also grounded enough that he's not some overpowered god that can't be touched. You're still worried about his safety. And then we get to the action. Considering that this is coming from the John Wick fellas production company, I wasn't worried about the action, but I still wasn't quite sure what to expect, so here's what to expect. The primary setup is a lot like Die Hard, where Santa is trying to find hiding places in the large mansion, while the family being held hostage provides some comic relief in between John Leguizamo monologues. Santa often comes across one or two goons and then has a bra brawl with a heavily armed foe. It's guys with guns and knives versus a guy with whatever happens to be around. It means that almost all of the fights are pitched melee battles or guerrilla attacks or in an inspired sequence showing how Home Alone traps could play out in real life. All with a bunch of darkly funny, gross kills as the payoff. And finally, let's get to tone. The tone of this movie can best be described as a darkly funny action comedy blended with a meaning of Christmas movie. The family being held hostage all care about the wrong things. Santa doesn't care about Christmas, and our bad guy is played by John Leguizamo, basically playing himself to let you know not to take things too seriously. And honestly, this made the movie more accessible to me. I'm not opposed to sentimentality, but the overwhelming nature of it in a lot of Christmas movies that is encountered by other elements turns me right off. Hell, even the premise for Home Alone is that they left the kid alone. Nothing about, nothing about people in a lot of these movies feels real, but a hostage situation where the shithead members of the family can't stop being shitheads, the goons holding them hostage include a guy who's way too into it, and especially for things like torture, and our hero tries to escape about 10 times before he decides to make a stand? I don't know, that feels more grounded and real than the thousand Hallmark movies, even if Santa is killing dudes with a sledgehammer. The verdict is it's as advertised. It's very rare for a movie to deliver exactly what you'd expect, but Violent Night absolutely does. Eight out of 10. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.